This is Pulse 95 Live at the International Government Communication Forum. Good morning, well, good afternoon rather. Welcome back onto the afternoon much list that we've got at IGCF, the International Government Communication Forum. We've had a host of wonderful guests with us uh, here in the studios. Now, first up, uh, we had uh, Timothy Amu, who was the CEO and founder of Fanbytes. Now we're joined by, very kindly, Rashid Al-Falahi, who is the advisory committee member of Dignified Storytelling. Now, looking at this profession, I am very intrigued and I want to know what your role entails. What is Dignified Storytelling? Um, first of all, um, allow me to uh, tell you that stories definitely move people. This is something that you, do, you guys do every day, Ahmed, Rani and Abdelkarim. This is your daily work. I True. mean, you move people, right? Yeah. I mean, when you move people, do you know what type of hormones you stimulate in people's brains mm. when you do so? In oxytocin, hope serotonin, so, yeah. dopamine. Hope so. so there is um, a, a science behind storytelling. And when we introduced storytelling in the government, we were thinking how can government communication, because what is government communication? It's communication that drives policies, drives projects. How can I make the public understand those policies, understand those projects, and somehow personally connect to them and advocate and support the government in such projects? That's when the story comes in. Statistics and stories are powerful when they're merged together. I can sit with you now and give you facts and numbers. By the time I leave the door, you won't remember any facts <laughs> or any numbers. But if I tell you a story, the story is going to stick. It's going to stay within uh, you know, the back of your brain. Let me tell you this. In 1852, there was an author called Harriet Beach Stone. What she did is that she wrote a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. Did you know what this book did? Mm. So this book sparked the, 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 the change and the abolition of slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sparked the abolition of slavery from the United States of America. Yeah. And when Abraham Lincoln met her, he said, Oh, so you're that little lady who wrote, wrote that book that caused this war. And it was the best-selling book in the 19th century. Mm. And what it did is that it changed opinions. Mm-hmm. It changed what people used to think about slavery and made them abolish it. So when you use stories and you understand the science, you understand what happens to your brain when you listen to a story, you can actually do a lot of magic. It's like casting a spell on someone. You have to understand how to tell that specific story and you can really get what you want if you narrate the story in a scientific manner. For instance, when you watch a movie and if you personally connect it to that person and that's empathetic scene do you know what your brain induces oxytocin do you know why sometimes you focus all of you are focused right now and you're listening to me you know what's happening in your brains right now dopamine that's why you're 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 focusing with me yeah so that's why imagine using this whenever you go for a job interview you can land that job right if, if they always say if you want to get something done uh, or you want to get someone to do something for you, you just tell a long story. They'll, they'll do it anyway. But um, <laughs> tell us some more about this because this is very interesting. You talk about the biological aspects to it. But in, in colloquial terms, the elements of a compelling story, why are people drawn to stories? What is it? Is it the, uh, is it the characters resonate with them on an emotional level? Is it the way you tell the story? What are the elements of good, compelling storytelling? Of course, there are elements of a good story. Yeah. I mean, uh, all... The movies that we watch has this uh, uh, element called the hero's journey, right? Yeah. Starts with, uh, starts with you know, a normal static line. Suddenly something happens, and then 
you know, just like taken. And he runs around trying to get his daughter back and he gets engaged. So there, of course there are elements. And people in Hollywood know, know how this works and that's why they write the stories in that specific uh, matter. But of course people are drawn to stories, they're susceptible, susceptible to stories because they somehow personally connect to stories. I mean, stories have been there with us more than 20,000 years ago, ever since when our LCD screens were nothing but cave walls, right? So everything that we do, even the language, how did we, how, how can we speak this language? Who started this language? Who invented this language? I mean, it started with narratives, and that's why we, we do what we do and we behave the same way. I mean, the, the, the kid that uh, cries wolf, I mean, what does it teach you? It teaches you a value, right? Yeah. So we're susceptible to stories because we somehow personally connect with them. Sometimes you hear someone's story, they're like, I've been there, I know how this guy feels, and then you, get, you personally connect with them, and uh, yeah, that's why. I mean, because they personally connect. Sometimes, you know, you watch uh, uh, um, Transporter. Yeah. You know, and uh, good movie. I'm sure he went to the gym after that a while because he liked how buff he looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get boyka. impacted. So it's, yeah, yeah, it influences you. And let me mm -hmm. tell you this: product placement in movies makes a revenue of 11.6 billion dollars per year. Wow. So that's why you end up buying that Omega Watch or buying yeah. that specific panel, that Austin you Martin after you watch the Below Seven. Influences you. So yes. Yeah. We get personally connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, because, you know, we watch that Bond movie, leave, leave the movie, and be like, I don't want to be James Bond. You think buying an Austin Martin will make you James Bond, and maybe, you know, or maybe it's dressing up in that coming in, black yeah. suit, black tie. The image. And yeah. yeah, I mean, but yes, in a nutshell, in a summary, stories personally connect to people. When they connect to people, somehow you end up mm -hmm. doing some things you don't understand why, but because it's... It's, it's effective somehow. Mm. So, Mr. Rashid, uh, can I ask you about your participation at this year's uh, International Government Communication Forum? What is it going to be like? Are we going to see any talks from you? Uh, anything in particular? Yes, I'll be, inshallah, and, and it's a pleasure actually uh, being here at, at the forum. I've been, I haven't missed any. I've been coming here ever <laughs> since uh, God knows when. And um, I'll be a, a panelist in a storytelling session in a okay. couple of hours from now. But also, I'll be What is it going to be about? Storytelling. Storytelling. It's yes. okay. with Nail Al-Khaja, so sure, who we oh, interviewed uh, a couple perfect. of days ago. It's in the same panel with her. Okay. It's an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting uh, session. Yes, I look forward to actually uh, share the uh, the stage with her. <laughs> and also, I'll be uh, what conducting... Time, what time exactly? 2.05. 2.05, okay. 2.50. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, I'll be conducting a workshop about um, the growing importance of the chief storyteller within organizations. Mm -hmm. And I speak about the importance of, uh, of, of having such a role, the history of storytelling, what it instills, and some science behind it, some, um, um, you know, some uh, uh, elements on how to tell a, a good story, as well as um, the techniques of, of how to engage people and how to get what you want from people by telling them a certain story. I'm going to ask you a, kind of a general question. Since we're celebrating 10 years of the International Government Communication Forum, so we're going to do only a 10-year span of this question. Um, if I want to ask you about storytelling, uh, has the face of storytelling changed from 10 years ago until now? Uh, In particular, storytelling. Actually, it didn't change much. Mm. We just understand it better now. And we use, you know, we tell stories all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I remember a lot of uh, advertisements that I watched uh, you know, uh, um, Cheetos, for instance, I mean, I mean, you, you already relate to that cheetah, right? Yeah. But what I mean is that 
we didn't know why this happens to us, why we end up buying that product, why we end up being engaged to that specific story. Right? But now, with science, I mean, with neurological studies to the brain, you understand why your brain lights up mm -hmm. when you start imagining a ballerina swinging, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you close your eyes now and imagine a dog running around us here in the studio, mm -hmm. the same part of your brain that, that lights up is exactly what happens if the physical dog was, right, was running. Mm -hmm. So sometimes closing your eyes and imagining that you're in the Maldives works. <laughs> so, uh, I've got to touch upon this aspect now, uh, especially with the world of storytelling. Now there's a huge focus on Gen Z and uh, getting them involved with quick, uh, um, you know, quick clickbaity content. Uh, and the nature of storytelling has shifted a little bit to an extent. That could be one, one side of the argument. How do we balance the storytelling and to keep retain the attention of the Gen Z? All right, so you know, content nowadays should be snackable, right? Yeah. At some point when I was, uh, I don't know, when I was a teenager, I mean, we used to have, we used to be focused. Mm -hmm. I used to like the Premier League, that's it. I wasn't watching the Italian League, I wasn't watching the French League, I wasn't watching the Spanish League, just focused. But now with the amount of information that bombards us, there is a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. And you just try to disconnect. But what the story does is that it gets to you despite the noise. Mm. We use the internet a lot and there's a lot of noise. I mean, once you type something, they start targeting you. All those marketing agents start targeting you. So we become, we become bombarded. And what we look for is snackable, summarized content. And that's a story. You know, we can watch those one-minute videos on, on, on WhatsApp that we end up thinking about for the rest of the day because of the power of the message within that story. So yes, Gen Z, they're, they're, they're distracted. They have a lot to, to think about. Um, some of them are, you know, job, uh, you know, you name it. But what I mean is, yes, there's, I mean, if you open your mobile now and you can see the amount of information, there's politics, there's Bitcoin, there's electric cars, yeah. there's climate change, there is and there is and think about it. Pandemic. Why, why is Rani interested in everything suddenly? At some point, she was just interested in something specific. Yeah. That's right. But now there's a lot of noise. And for you to get to that specific target audience, I should understand the target audience, understand what it is that they're interested in, and then tailor a story that will get to them. And uh, how do you tie it in as well with the overall theme of this uh, event, this forum, government communication? Talk to us some more about how the United Arab Emirates government has been leveraging storytelling technique, uh, how it's moving, how things are changing, and maybe if we can improve some things in the way we're, we're, we're doing things now. This overall storytelling of, in the, of the United Arab Emirates government and their messaging. You know, we're, um, Emiratis are proud people, right? Yeah. I mean, we're proud of our past. And um, we always talk about our past, of our fathers. My father is an Okhada. You know what's an Okhada? Captain of the ship. Captain of the ship. Oh. And he used to travel to India, to Pakistan, to Iran, to Bahrain, to Iraq on a ship. He started working at the age of eight. So through the stories of my father, he told us what it was like. They used, let me tell you this, it might sound disgusting, but let me tell you how tough it was a um, long time ago. Everything was scarce, food was scarce, even water. So, you know, drinking water sometimes, mosquitoes with the later eggs. And you know what happens when the eggs hatch? You can see those small things moving in the water. Oh, goodness. Drink water with those parasites in them because there was no water. So the life was a struggle. Mm -hmm. And they used to travel the sea for days to come back with minimum wages just, just to stay alive. So them 
Speaking of stories of struggle made us committed, made us want to make a change, made us what we are today and made us the United Arab Emirates that we're proud of. Lots to uh, take back from this conversation has got us uh, uh, thinking and relating back to our past as well. And, and of course, the 50 years uh, anniversary coming up for our country. Uh, but uh, Rashid, uh, thank you for joining us you, this, uh, this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for and uh, we look forward to your uh, talk, uh, which is in a few hours time now. And of course, the workshop t- tomorrow afternoon. Yes, looking forward to you guys. All right. Thank you thank very you. much. So this was our uh, wonderful guest as we... Uh, concluding fast approaching uh, the business news headlines so do stay with us lots to discuss live from IGCF as we continue the discussions uh, with our dedicated afternoon Matinus Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum